When you have a Parsha with such excitement and so many themes, so some of them uh, that are not uh, particular to this uh, Parsha only get pushed to the side. So one of them is the actual appointment of the actual appointment of Bitzalel to be the architect um, for the Mishkan. And he was very, very fortunate uh, that uh, he... Uh, God was lucky that they named the school after him. Right? Not everybody, you know, the, Moses didn't get a school named after him. But uh, B'Tzalel was lucky. I don't know what happened to Achisamach. I don't know if it goes as well, Achisamach. It sounds like a good university, I guess. So, what, what, so let's talk a little bit about the Psukim there. And we'll do it by way of a uh, story. The Yeshiva Balazin was the uh, first and one of the greatest yeshivas of Europe. It was the idea of bringing a formal uh, institution of the highest level of Torah. And uh, the students, the Velozhina Yeshiva, opened by Chaim Velozhina, the student of the Vilna Gaon, that became the, uh, the yeshiva of the yeshiva. It was the, uh, not only the Harvard of the yeshivas, it was the first yeshiva in the traditional sense of the world. And the greatest minds went to the, the yeshiva of Velozhin. The, uh, the Velozhin yeshiva said had a uh, fundraiser, like all yeshivas had a fundraiser. And uh, the fundraiser started off as a simple person, right, in the sense of he went around and he collected whatever he, uh, he could collect from people. And he used to go to a farmer. And this farmer, he was not a wealthy man by any means, but he loved supporting the yeshiva of Alojin. And he would give more than what you would expect a person of his means to give because he loved, he loved the Alojin yeshiva. But the Alojin yeshiva, as we mentioned, was the yeshiva. And it began to grow and expand and explode. And as it grew... You need a bigger budget. You have a bigger budget, the fundraiser has to hit more people and has to hit bigger people. And uh, as his role uh, expanded, so he was no longer able to uh, fly coach. He had to, you know, he had to get himself a real coach, quite literally, right? And it was a nicer coach and he had to get uh, nicer clothing because he had to meet with wealthier individuals in order to solicit larger donations, and he comes to the farmer and he, uh, the wagon was a nicer wagon. The clothing were nicer clothing. And he asked, uh, you know, he came around for the donation. And the uh, farmer, the donation that he gave was uh, far smaller than he had traditionally given. So Reb Chaim Voloshner, who was the Rosh Hashiva of the, I'm sorry, Reb Chaim Brisker, who was the head at the time, right, he sent a message to the farmer uh, saying that, uh, you know, it, it wasn't that far from, from where he was. He says, you should, come, uh, you, know, you should come visit the yeshiva. He wants to speak with him. So the farmer, of course, he came. And he asked him, well, why did you reduce, you know, it was obvious he reduced his donation. You know, he went down to uh, Chai, you know, uh, you, know, you know, he understood that it was uh, a message. So he asked him, what's the pshat? So he says, listen, I'm not a man of means, but I'm giving to support in the yeshiva. I'm giving 
to support the yeshiva for the boys to learn. I'm not giving money to support that the fundraiser should have a nicer coach and should have a nicer jacket. You know, that's, uh, not, that's not what I'm giving my money for. So, if Chaim told him, it's a good, it's a good, you have a good time. Oh, but let me tell you, your God already addressed your concern. He says, look in the Psukim. Look at the Psukim. It says by Bitzalel, right? God calls out to Bitzalel, or he appoints, you know, Bitzalel to uh, become the chief architect and artisan of the Mishkan. Also ruach Elokim. I will fill him with the spirit of God. Bichachma, wisdom. Uvisavuna, understanding. Uvidas and with das and all that's needed, and to know how to do all of the artists, artists, artisanry. Where it is, right? All the artisan work that's necessary for the construction of the mishkan, weaving, all that stuff. If you look at Rashi, the Rashi does not seem to fit. Rashi says chachma is wisdom. Yeah, okay. What you hear from somebody, you learn from somebody. You have to learn, you know, you learn from somebody. Okay, that's Chachma, wisdom. Fine. Sivuna is understanding. It's where somebody teaches you a little bit about this and you're able to figure out other things. Right? Right? You learn one thing, then you learn another. You're able to figure out from this. You can extrapolate to another situation. What does Rashi say is Das? So Rashi says, Rashi says, Ruach HaKadosh. When you say in davening, Chachma Bina Vadas, wisdom, understanding, and Ruach HaKadosh, that's what you're asking for. Maybe some people are, but I don't think that's what you're asking for. Ruach HaKadosh, I don't know, unless you're a Rebbe. Right, most of us are not asking for Ruach HaKadosh. Rashi jumps to Ruach HaKadosh. What does Ruach HaKadosh have to do with Bitzalel? He needs to know how to, you know, tackless. he's got to know how to build. So, Reb Chaim said that what the Ruach HaKadosh over here is, was he, he needed to have the divine inspiration and insight to feel, if you will, the reason why somebody gave to the Mishkan. When you give to the Mishkan, there are many reasons you could give to the Mishkan. You could give for the altruistic reason that God should have a house. I want to draw the Shekhinah, I want to give to God. Or you could want because, you know, you wanted to have one of the, uh, I don't know if they had plaques in the Mishkan. But, you know, you wanted a plaque on the Mishkan. You wanted also, you know, that, that's, uh, you know, tell everybody. So that being E5, that E5, that's my, uh, that's my Keresh, that's my beam. Right, donated it. Right, different reasons a person could give. So it says he says that Chaim wants to introduce is that that's the shot in the pasuk that Hakadosh Baruch Hu sees that when you give tzedakah, the more altruistic the intent, it has an impact on actually where your money goes. It's a it's a novel idea. He wants to say that when you give money to an institution. Now, an institution has many needs, right? There are some people, right? They only want to give to, to uh, you know, to build. They don't want to maintain. 
Right? If a person has the loftiest intent, purely for Hashem, so his money, right, is going to go toward the loftiest intent and the loftiest needs. Those that are giving because they want to see their name in shining lights, so maybe their money will go to the dining room, maybe to the restroom. His restrooms are very important. Mm-hmm. Restrooms are very important. You cannot have, right, a shul without a restroom. In fact, the Mishnah Brewer brings it down. Chavetz Chaim writes, when Chavetz Chaim wrote the Mishnah Brewer, they were inventing restrooms. <laughs> if you want to see something fascinating. He talks about that they're inventing this thing called the restroom, and it's going to be the greatest boost for pure tefillah. Because you're not allowed to dive. We don't think this way, but you're not allowed to dive if you have to go to the restrooms. But in the olden days, it's very hard. You, you know, it was very difficult to find the restroom. You know, many times you, you, you would cheat. It seems to be from the psukim that you would cheat. You would dive him without a pure body. You would wait till you get home. I don't know. It was a problem. So Chavetz Chaim says they're inventing this idea called the restroom. It's going to be a great, uh, great thing. So he says that that's the pshat. The, the Ruach HaKadosh was that when he picked up this handful of gold, the energy in this gold, if you will, to use that terminology, the energy of this gold is pure. Uh, that's going to go for the menorah. The energy of this gold is less. So it's going to go for something less. It's going to go for something less. It's all holy. It's all God's house. But that's what he says. And that you needed Ruach HaKadosh. That you needed Ruach HaKadosh. And this is the idea, right, in any mitzvah that we do, right, first and foremost, do the mitzvah. After you do the mitzvah, then start working on purifying your mitzvah. Proper intent, proper focus, right? All of the components that are, that are part and parcel of giving the, doing the mitzvah. Uh, but, most, but first and foremost, start by doing the mitzvah. It's interesting, you know, don't get too carried away, though, with intent. Because it says, you know, why don't we make a bracha, uh, some say... Why don't we make a bracha on giving tzedakah? Tzedakah is a mitzvah de'eraisa. Why don't we make a bracha? Then you're going to start thinking about the bracha. Says the bracha go like this. Is meanwhile the guy's going to you know plots. Uh, he's going to need the money. I mean you're going to sit in the thing about the bracha, right? So they say you know do the mitzvah. But indeed we see that there is such an idea, right, of intent. And Hakadosh Baruch Hu assures us. Says Rav Chaim in this Uvedas tells us that your mitzvahs will Taka have fit their place like a Tetris piece. They're going to fit the place based upon your intent. Intent, And we can work on that and purify our intent, but first and foremost do the mitzvah, and then secondly, let's all work on improving our intent.